Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast Thing. Whoa, yeah. Here we go. Check it out now. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Luke's massive storytelling podcast thing. My name is Luke and this is my thing. Uh, it's pretty early in the morning. Um, I'm just uh, recording the intros and outro bits uh, right now because uh, this is all the time I had. <laughs> um, I was just finished proofing my first novel, The Hipster from Outer Space. Um, and it feels pretty good to have that done. So that, that's going to go live January 1st. Um, pretty excited. And it's also pretty nerve-wracking. Um, but it's probably going to be the best way for me to start 2016. Um, cool. Okay, so today's an interview show. Uh, I got two guys coming up, actually. Two horror guys. Uh, one this week, and then one next week. Um, next week is Jay Fawn, but today we've got horror author and podcaster Zach Bohannon um, offering some insanely popular zombie books called The Empty Body Series. Uh, he's also written several other novels and short stories all of which are the kind of stories that will make you and all your future children lose their bowel control. He also co-hosts the Horror Writers Podcast with fellow author Jay Fawn um, and he's a former drummer for a heavy metal band and is so metal that if you were to remove his skin, you would see that his skin is actually just an outer shell, hiding the T100 model beneath. An older model, but still very effective. Uh, he's so metal that the devil once sold his soul to Zack in exchange for a copy of the Empty Bodies books. Uh, cool. Okay, <laughs> okay let's, let's jump in. Let's speak to Zack. Okay, so to start us off, I was just looking for your Amazon profile. Um, so yeah. You published Heritage, a short story, on the 8th of December. Is that right? Uh, beliefs, that's... I'm trying to remember. Okay. Um, because that was originally in a like an anthology I did, like a short story collection. Um, and, so I th- and then I ended up putting it out on its own separately. Um, so that's probably about right. Like, Empty Bodies is the first actual novel I put out. Cool. Um, so, and I think that was out like, I don't even remember at this point. I've published so much stuff this year, I don't even remember. So, but, uh, but yeah, Heritage is just like a little, it's just like a 5,000 word short story that I, uh, that was in a collection and I put out individually. Um, so I guess it would have been around then. But like I said, Empty Bodies was like the first major thing I put out. So, well, the, the, the published date on, on uh, Heritage is the 8th of December, which, like that's Tuesday coming up, like an anniversary. 
Oh, right on. Which I okay, thought, cool. Uh, which looking at your like bibliography, I thought that was amazing. But you're saying you published later on in the year. The um that I Empty Bodies, which is my first novel, I believe I published in February, like the very first of February. Um, I think. Um, and that was like my first novel, and that's kind of the thing that really took off. Um, <clears throat> so I mean, you can mention Heritage if you want, um, but that's definitely like I, I kind of just have that up for visibility. Yeah. Um, to have extra stuff on Amazon, uh, but I mean, no one buys it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good so I mean, yeah. it's, it was amazing to me that you'd publish so much in such a short space of time. But now it's yeah. like you've done even more in a shorter space of time. So, yeah, I've I've uh, I just finished. Uh, this Tuesday, um, I will have my, let me think for a second, my sixth novel out this year. Sixth novel. Okay. Um, that, yeah, that came out this year. So it'll be the fourth book in my Empty Body series. And then I have two standalone novels as well. And what are the word counts on these looking like? Um, they're pretty short. Um, the Empty Bodies books usually are around 55,000 words. Um, and, uh, my longest book is a novel called lines of the devil and it's 65,000. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. Are you, are you happy with how much you've put out? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, before, uh, I mean, before this year, I mean, I was just wanting to get one book done. So, <laughs> you know, but once I focused on it, it was just kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 very I'm very very happy. Um, and and the book and the books have gotten better as I've gone along too, like the writing. So, I'm I'm more proud of that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. What? So, take us through the process of. So, how long does it take you to when you first start sitting down to maybe plan the novel to fit, to hitting the publish button? How long is that process looking like? Um, you know, it probably takes me. I don't know. I kind of I'm usually working on two things simultaneously. So I will have a. Uh, you know, when, when one book is in the editing process, I'll go ahead and start another, but I can usually get a book out. It usually, and it's usually about a three month period generally. Mm. Um, I know that doesn't line up really with the fact that I've put out six books this year, but, <laughs> um, I, I cup a, a couple of the early ones. I really, really was really focused and humped pretty hard to get those out. Um, so I, I did get a couple of them out a little bit faster, um, but but generally, I'm down to where I can get a book done, start to finish in about three months, and that's with me working a full time job. So, wow, that, that's incredible! And you've got kids, right? Yeah, I have a 17 month old. So, that, that's crazy. Um, okay, so let's rewind a bit and maybe tell us a little bit about how you got into writing and and sort of what started you on on this path. In two, like I've always you know, here's the generic answer. I've always wanted to be a writer. I guess everyone says that. So I have to say that because I won't sound like everybody else if I don't, but, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I've always, uh, I've always kind of messed with it. Um, I, I guess it really started, uh, I spent the majority of my twenties, uh, I'm 31 now. I spent the majority of my twenties playing, uh, drums and heavy metal bands. Um, and one of the bands I was in, um, I actually wrote all the lyrics so it kind of, that's when I really started getting back into writing. Um, and, and I'd always wanted to do a novel and I just kind of started and stopped and tried a few times. Um, but I never actually finished anything or gotten very far. So, um, fast forward to, uh, 2012, um, I guess late 2011, early 2012. Um, I started, uh, on a big weight loss, um, thing and I was blogging as I was losing weight 
Um, in 2012, I was blogging while I lost a hundred pounds that year. Um, wow. and, uh, and yeah. And so I was like, well, you know, I've got this blog going and stuff. I should really write a book about that. Um, so I actually wrote a nonfiction book, um, that was part memoir, um, and, but mostly kind of like, this is how I lost, how I've lost on my weight. Um, and I published that at the very first part of, I always get this timeline mixed up. It's either 2013 or the first of 2014. I can't remember. Um, I know that's a big jump, but <laughs> I've kind of forgot. I've kind of, for, I've kind of forgotten about that book. Um, but it was, I mean, it's like not edited or anything like it is up. Um, I, I, I took it down for, for when I started doing fiction, um, for multiple reasons. Um, but, uh, it's, it's unedited. Um, I'm not doing, I was doing personal training for a while. I'm not doing that anymore. Um, I still had a lot of people emailing me, asking me stuff. And it's like, I didn't want to spend time answering those questions. But anyways, I just decided to put it back up so people could find it. So after that, I decided, I was like, man, I, I, you know, I wrote this book. I kind of got a little experience in publishing the Kindle and stuff. Like, let's try to do fiction. So, Late 2014, um, I started dabbling, writing some short stories and stuff, and uh, I guess it's kind of what led up to where I am now. So, <laughs> yeah. how did how did you um, when you published that first book, not the nonfiction one, um, one of the short stories? How did that make you feel? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it was it was awesome. It was a uh, you know, it was really cool to have completed something and had something out there. Um, you know, I, I still didn't really know what I was doing. I, I still didn't think I needed an editor and all that stuff. Like, you know, it was just, I was still learning. Um, so, I, you know, I put this short story collection out with four short stories, didn't get them edited, quickly realized that was a mistake. <laughs> but uh, but as far as just getting it out there, um, it, it felt really good. And I just kind of felt like I was along the right track. So, yeah. So you say your first novel was the first book in the Empty Body series, which as far as I can tell, it looks like it's kicking the most amount of ass. <laughs> It just looks like it's doing really well. Yeah. Um, how did that come about? Yeah, so um, Empty Bodies was actually supposed to be a short story in that collection. Um, it was going to be ca- a story called Warehouse 3427. Because um, the thing is, I, it's, it's, it is it's a zombie story. It's a zombie story with a little bit of a twist. Um, but, you know, I didn't really want to do a zombie book because there's so many out there. Um, and I was just kind of like, well, the market's flooded with it. I don't really... I, you know, I want to write more just straight up horror. I don't really want to do zombie, but it'd be really fun to write this one short story. And I had this idea um, for my day job. Uh, I'm a warehouse manager and we have a 50,000 square foot facility. Um, and during lunch breaks, I have two employees um, that would sleep in an empty office we have. And so I was walking by one day and they were sleeping on their lunch break. And I was like, man, I wonder what it'd be like if they woke up and all of us had turned to zombies and they were trapped in this place. Um, so I started writing a story about exactly that. Dude wakes up from his lunch break uh, and every all his coworkers are zombies and he has to try to, you know, survive in this warehouse. And it was just supposed to be like a five or 6,000 word short story. And before I knew it, I had like 12,000 words and I wasn't anywhere close to being done. And I was like, well, I might actually have my first like full book here. Um so I just kept going. Uh, the book is told with three different points of views. So the warehouse guy is one and there's two other characters and it kind of skips around showing how they deal with, you know, the start of the apocalypse basically. Um, and, and that's, so that's kind of how that, how that came about. So it's, it's amazing. It reminds me 
I know when I was probably about 18 or something, I think Shaun of the Dead had just come out. And a lot of us, me and my friends, were always like thinking, what would ha- what would we do <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if there was a zombie apocalypse? And we all had different plans, different places to go. But it sounds like you took that further. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was, I mean, that's, it's basically like, I mean, it's basically me. Like, if it had happened while I was at work, like, how yeah. would I handle it, you know? And, of course, I was writing about a place I was very familiar with. Um, so so that made it really easy to, you know, keep it realistic. Like, you know, I would have access to these type of things, you know, like um, – and, uh, and yeah, so it, it made it it made it very easy to, to make it realistic. And, actually, all three settings that the different characters are in – are all places I would be very familiar with. Um, so it was, it was pretty easy to, uh, you know, keep it realistic and, and show how these people would deal with the problems that are presented in front of them. So, yeah. What was the, uh, initial response to the, when you first published it? Uh, better than I expected. <laughs> okay. So what, what were you expecting? Um, I expected to put the book out and, you know, uh, and, and sell a few copies, you know, um, and then just write the next, write the second book. I, I knew after the writing the first book, it was going to be a series. Um, but I, I just kind of expected maybe a few people to buy it and that nothing would really happen until, um, I had a few books out, but, uh, for some reason, book one took off and, uh, it was just, you know, I, I, it was, I don't really know how it happened. <laughs> um, but it just caught on to Amazon's algorithms um, and I started having a bunch of people sign a mailing list. I had a bunch of people start asking me where book two was. Um, and it was just, uh, the response was very good. Now, early on, um, you know, it, it obviously was my first novel. So it had a lot of your typical first novel mistakes. Hmm. Um, so it did, you know, there are some one, one star reviews in the book that the book absolutely deserves, um, you know, unfortunately, most of those things that people complain about the first and the one star reviews have been addressed and changed, but those one star reviews are still there and they deserve to be there. Like I, I, I definitely deserved it. Um, but, uh, you know, it just, I, it went through a few more edits, um, cause it, the original version that went out, it was edited. Uh, but in my editor's defense, she had a lot of work to do because I really didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so, um, but, but, you know, I, I learned from all that and, um, every, everyone who's gotten past the first book who, you know, and a lot of people enjoyed it, but, uh, you know, when they get to the second book, that's like the biggest compliment I get is, wow, your writing got a lot better in one book. So imagine um, if you were a weaker person and you just didn't, you know what I mean? You took that to heart. Those one star reviews and yeah. you didn't, you just gave up, just, you know? And, and, and the thing is, is like, if you're, you know, I told myself, like, I, I mean, I am a pretty sensitive dude when it comes to stuff like that. Like I, I won't lie, yeah. but I, but you know, I told myself up front, I was like, look, if I'm going to do this, like I may as well just go ahead from the beginning and understand that like, there's going to be negativity and that's fine. And, you know, some of the reviews, um, you know, I mean, a, a, some, a lot of the reviews said a lot of good things, you know, now every now and then you get the snarky comments and stuff of stuff that's just not, you know, um, whatever. But, yeah. but I, I just brush it off. I don't even read them anymore, to be honest with you. I quit reading reviews a while back. So, <laughs> you know, I keep track of how many reviews the books have, but I don't read them anymore. It's just, there's nothing positive comes out of it. So, yeah. It's so easy to, to review anything nowadays on the internet and you just got to push past, push past it, I guess. And, uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> how long after that did you, sit down to write book two 
Um, so while book one, like after I published book one, I'd come up with the idea that, um, I didn't want to just write book two immediately. I wanted to, um, I wanted to do something else because there were a couple of reasons for it. For one, I didn't want to be stuck in the same story for, you know, uh, the, the series is going to be six books, but I, I didn't want to be stuck in the same world for six books. Cause I just didn't think that I would be like, I needed a break from that world. So, and additionally, I didn't want to, it's very important to me that I don't become, you know, the zombie guy. Like I want to be, I want to write, I want to be a storyteller. Like I want to tell different types of, you know, stories mainly in horror. Um, but I want to tell different types of stories. So I sat down and, uh, I actually wrote a, uh, a story called the witness, um, which is kind of a throwback to like 80 slasher horror. So I wrote that while Empty Bodies 1 was being edited and stuff. Um, and then once it went to market, um, I, I wrote The Witness, uh, put that out. Um, I wanted – it actually – that book came out really quick. Um, it came out like a month after Empty Bodies did. Um, and that book was actually received very well too. It didn't sell quite as well as Empty Bodies, but it sold really well. Um, and it's more of a traditional horror book. And then after that, I went back to empty body. I went and wrote empty bodies too, um, and had it out about three months after the first book came out. So uh, most of the advice I get at the minute is to concentrate on a series. Do you see a big difference between your standalone books compared to the empty body series books? Yeah. The empty body stuff definitely sells better. Um, and, and, and that is good advice for you to, you know, focus on one series, you know, for me, like I said, I just didn't want to do that um, because because I, I needed a, a break. Now, since then, I have kind of started focusing more on empty bodies. You know, I just fin like four um, is is coming out Tuesday, which is December eighth. Ah, so that is that is a year. So that would be your that would be your six. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So, Congratulations on that. Sorry. But no, thank you, thank you. Um, but I'm already about twenty five thousand words into book five. Um, so. Uh, so book five will probably be out in March. Um, I'm, I'm trying to finish it and hold on to it for, and, and keep that three month release schedule that every, my readers are used to, but I'm trying to get ahead a little bit because I'm trying to start another project, uh, which is actually a collaboration with Jay Thorne, who I know you're going to have on. <laughs> yeah. Um, he and I are writing a trilogy together. So I'm trying to get a little bit ahead, um, and write the fifth book, which will be the penultimate book. Cause there's going to be six books in this series. But, but to, to answer your, to go back, like, so I have started, um, writing the books back to like, I wrote three, four and five were all being written back to back. Um, and then I'm going to take a break and write six after I'm done writing, uh, the first book in my series with Jay. So, so it is good advice for you to keep going. Cause you can, especially when you have momentum in a series, yeah. um, to be honest with you, Luke, um, if I could go back now and do it all over again, I probably would have waited to release book one once I had like the first three books done. Um, I've heard, but, that, I've heard that a fair bit recently as well. To, to wait. Yeah. If I knew what I knew now, I probably would have done that. <laughs> um, I think that, the you know, I would have known more about the story overall um, and you can really take advantage. I would have been able to take more advantage of those Amazon algorithms because that book, the first book, I mean, it hung around the top thousand in the Amazon store for like two months. Wow. Yeah, which is ridiculous for a first book. I mean, it was in the 1,000 to 1,200 range for two months straight. Um, so if I would have had the other book like ready to go or already on pre-order, it pro- I mean, it probably would have carried even more momentum. So You've published 
a lot and you've written a lot what, what's the difference between you and say a lot of these people out there who, who want to publish a lot and want to write a lot but they just they're still on that first book that they've been writing for five years or something what, what's what's that different element there honestly i think it comes down to discipline and drive um i'm an extremely disciplined person um when when i really set my mind to something like i do it like i mean i mentioned before i mean i lost 100 pounds in a year i mean that's like pretty ridiculous <laughs> yeah you know i mean uh so when i did that i was very focused on that um and and i just you know i make it a priority i mean um to i mean i mentioned i work a full-time job so um you know i'm getting up i'm waking up at four in the morning getting to work and making sure i you know i go to work and i lock myself in a back room that we have for an hour before i clock in and i write on my lunch breaks i go sit in that same room and i write <laughs> i mean like i'm um, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure that I get all my words in and, you know, honestly, a lot of people don't want to wake up early and do that. And if you're not willing to do that, then you should probably think about doing something else. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if you have the, you know, I know there's a lot of people in my position that, uh, work a full-time job. They have kids, they have a wife, like all these things that I have, and you have to balance that time and you have to have, you know, you have to have your discipline. So, um, I, I would say that's it. Just focus and discipline. And, you know, it's just something I really want to do. So I make it a priority. Do you think that uh, losing those 100 pounds like hardened you a little bit to uh, the discipline or you say you've always had that? No, I definitely think that that that, that it did. Um, I, I don't think that I would be where I am if I hadn't done that. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think I would have put six books out this year if I wouldn't have uh if I wouldn't have accomplished that, you know, and, and the thing, and the thing is, is that, you know, I didn't set out to write six books this year necessarily. I just wanted to get that first book done. And, and I gave myself and I wanted it done, you know, within a certain amount of time, you know, that's the thing is you can't, don't make these big goals. Like you need to just worry about like, you know, uh, you know, get your, like make them small, like whether that's, you know, I want to get my outline done or I want to get, you know, uh, the first 20,000 words written or whatever it is, like set yourself small goals so that when you hit those small goals, you feel like you've accomplished something. You know, if I had, if my only goal had been to put out six books this year, I probably would have been really frustrated and I wouldn't have been celebrating the little victories in between. So, so, um, I've just been reading a book actually called the one thing. Um, and that's, that pretty much just mm. says the same thing to focus on a, something small and something that has a domino effect that sort of absolutely sort of runs through so you do more and more uh what is your favorite book that you've written this this past year <laughs> the one that sells the least <laughs> um which one's that the, it's uh it's called lines of the devil that's one of the new ones though right yeah that's my newest uh that's the second standalone i wrote um and uh that's definitely my favorite book i've written i think it's the I think it's the most creative. Um, it's it was definitely cathartic for me to write. Um, that book is basically about me in my twenties when I was playing in bands and stuff, and used to hang out at a tattoo shop a lot. Um, and and so there's a lot of personal stuff in that book, but uh, it's also my favorite. It has some of my favorite imagery in it. Um, it's like a supernatural horror novel, um, and uh, you know I really embrace like some of my inner Clive Barker. Um, uh, as far as imagery, not as far as prose, he's an amazing writer. Um, but uh, and uh, that's definitely that's definitely my favorite book. Unfortunately, it sells the least, but uh, but that's okay because I I'm, I love it. So yeah, I I love horror. It's it's pretty much my go to genre of of film, especially. 
Yeah. Um, even though my fiance is like uh, physically allergic to them, <laughs> seems to be. And <laughs> um, I mean, especially Clive Barker. I love reading Clive Barker. One thing that that he does that he he's well, the stories I'm reading, he sort of switches um, point of view. He does mm-hmm. that whole switching heads thing, which we can't really get away with now. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things that he does that we just, if you put something out on Amazon, you, you get slated for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is it about horror that, that draws you to it? Um, You know, it's, it's funny. Um, it, it's, it's just something I've always been into. I don't really know. I, I don't really have an answer for that. I mean, I've, I've always been a, you know, a huge heavy metal fan. I've been a huge heavy metal fan since I was a teenager. Um, and, and I think that those two things kind of go together, but you know, when I was younger, um, uh, you know, I'd be a uh, Halloween would come on TV, like Halloween four or something. And, and, and I would sit there and look at the TV until Michael Myers came on the screen. Then I'd look away. Like I was terrified, you know? Yeah. So I, th- I think being scared by that stuff early on, like especially those 80 slasher movies kind of drew me in. Like it was like one of those things, like I'm scared to look, but I really want to look. Um, and, and it just, you know, eventually just, uh, just drew me in and and that's what I decided I, I want to write, you know, now, unfortunately it's really hard to write series in horror. Um, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but you, you can find ways around it to do it. So I think it's something to do with that. Um, it sort of gives you a sort of visceral physical reaction. I remember, yeah. uh, I think it was Candyman. I watched it. Oh too, yeah. Too young to watch it, but it, it <laughs> shook me for years. Like I couldn't look in a mirror <laughs> without like <laughs> expecting him to pop up. Um, but it's, it's a crazy energy. It's it's weird that people are drawn to 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 scare people, but it's absolutely it's yeah. yeah. Um, so if somebody wanted to become a horror guy, a horror author, um, what would be your first suggestion for them? Just read a lot of it. Read a lot of you know, and I guess that's good advice in general for um for for wanting to write. But you know, just uh just read a lot of horror. You know, start with Stephen King. You know, I mean, the obvious, I mean, Stephen King, Dean Koontz, you know, are kind of the two big guys um, and, and just and just read it, watch horror movies. Um, you know, that way you can kind of learn, you know, all the different conventions and the the structures of writing a horror story um, that are that are very important. Um, and uh, that's really the best advice. I mean, read Stephen King's on writing. That's a great book. Um, you know, I know a lot of people love that book and. I actually just re I just listened to the audiobook a couple weeks ago. I'd already read it a long time ago, but um but that's a that's a really, really, really good book to check out too. So Yeah. So what I'm just wondering, so you're you've got your full time job, uh you've got your your family and everything. What is your what does your ideal work day look like and what does your actual work day look like? <laughs> so uh I guess my ideal work day would be to be writing all day, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, but unfortunately that doesn't happen, but, uh, but no, I have a job that I really like. So, um, I mean, honestly, my ideal work day is kind of, you know, uh, I guess what I'm already doing, um, you know, like I mentioned before, you know, waking up really early, getting to work early enough to where I can lock myself in a room and write, um, I work for a, a drum company, um, a, a cymbal and percussion company. So, uh, cool thing is too is the room I ride in. We have a drum set in there, so I can get, <laughs> I can, uh, I can go play drum. I can go play drums for about ten minutes before I start riding, which kind of wakes me up. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I usually would do that. I usually get there, play drums for about ten minutes, and then sit down and 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 work and write. And um, 
you know, and then, like I said, I'll spend my lunch break. I'll either go lock myself in that room or I'll go to a coffee shop down the street. <clears throat> and ideally, I get all my words in for the day that I want to get in and those two sessions so that when I come home, I don't have to work at all. Like when I come home, I can um, come straight home and spend time with my family. Um, and, and then usually when my daughter goes to bed, um, I will, uh, I'll go back and I'll, I'll do some other stuff like check emails, um, you know, email people I need to email or, or do any kind of maintenance stuff on my, on my books or, you know, or I'll read, you know, so, um, but I try to get all my writing done by the time I'm done with my lunch break at work. So what's your like daily word count? Um, it's, it's funny right now. It's kind of changing right now because I've been using dictation, Um, so, uh, it, it, it's been around 1500 to 2000 words, but I'm getting closer to that 2,500 to 3000 range now, since I've been adding some dictation in, um, I'm not doing all dictation all the way. Um, but I've just been kind of adding in as I can and it's kind of, it's increasing my word count. So, but generally if I'm just typing, um, 1500 to 2000, I'm usually pretty close to 2000. So, yeah. What's the, um, how are you finding the dictation in general? Um, I like it. I mean, I know a lot of people have been iffy about it. Um, I'm doing it all through Google Drive. Um, I don't have a new enough Mac to get Dragon. Um, okay. So uh, <clears throat> my Mac is from 2008 and it runs like it's brand new. So I'm not replacing it until it breaks. <laughs> yeah. So knock on, knock on wood. But uh, um. So, but Google Drive, um, if anyone wants to try dictation, you can use Google Docs and it, they actually have it for free. Um, you can, work, and it's actually very accurate. Um, very, very, very accurate. I use a, a, a blue Yeti microphone and it picks up my voice really clear. Um, and I'll also do it on my phone. So you can do voice typing on like a smartphone as well. Um, like the other day on the way back from work, I wrote 600 words in the car (laughs) using a, using a Bluetooth headset and, uh, using Google docs on there. So, um, anyone who's wanting to try it and they're not sure they want to spend the money on dragon. I'm sure dragon is great. I just can't get it until I get a newer MacBook. Um, but you can do it for free on Google docs and it's really good. So when you, uh, come to read the, 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 the work back, is there a difference between your, uh, dictated work and your uh, keyboard types work. Yeah. So what I've been doing is I've been separating the blocks of stuff I've dictated. Um, and, and this is really new. So I'm still trying to kind of figure out what I want my system to be for it. Um, but I've actually been going back at the end of the day and reviewing the sections that I dictated, um, just to, just to fix them. Um, I just, I use, I just do paragraph breaks to like separate. So I know where I, or I'll leave myself a comment that says like, this is where I dictated because it does, there definitely are mistakes. Um, but, uh, it's, I'm, I'm learning to, uh, I'm, I'm learning about it to where like, I can say, I know that I need to say certain words more clearly and things like that. Um, I guess that'd be the one disadvantage to Google docs is I don't think it really learns your voice like Dragonwood. Mm -hmm. Um, but like I said, it's still fairly accurate. So I'll usually go back and edit, um, the day of, but it, it could get to a point where I just keep those brought blocks separate or I leave myself a note and then the editing process, I'll fix it all. I'm, I'm not really sure yet. So, yeah. And uh, what software are you using? So you've got, it, you get it all on the, on the Google doc and then do you Scribner or anything like that? So, 
So I actually recently, another way my word count has come up is I actually have done the unthinkable and I've quit drafting in Scrivener, which I know is uh, blas- <laughs> which I know is total blasphemy. And it's I know that it. <laughs> I know if my buddy Matt Morris hears this, he and I have uh, debates about this, um, but uh, he thinks I'm crazy. Um, but I've actually started doing all my drafting in Google Docs and then moving stuff over to Scrivener for everything else um, because um, I've increased my word count. I'm, I'm able to do the dictation. Um, another thing, and I actually learned this trick from Monica Leonel. Um, I think it's her book, The 8-Minute Writing Habit. Yeah. Um, she mentioned that she has an iPad with a keyboard one of the keyboard cases yeah. and she just, she keeps it next to her bed. And when she wakes up in the morning, like the first thing she'll do is write for like eight minutes or whatever. So I started doing that. Um, the first, like when I go sit down to go to bed, um, usually I'll sit up in bed and I'll read for about 20 to 30 minutes. Um, and what I started doing was that first 10 minutes is I use my iPad with the keyboard case and I will write, I'll time 10 minutes and I'll write and I've been adding like 350 words to my uh, to my word count each day. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but if you do that seven days a week, that adds up really quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, that comes out to around 2,000 words um, is about what I've been adding, which is like adding a, an eighth day. What is it about uh, the iPad case that works so well? It's just because it has the keyboard and it's really light. Um, so I and, and I like to keep my laptop like... Uh, it's usually charging and stuff at night, like, and and I don't want to keep it by my bed and all that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is there's way less distraction um, because you know it's it's real easy for me on my laptop to open up, um, you know, like and go check Facebook or do whatever. Like I don't keep any of those apps on the iPad. Um, I so I just keep the Google Docs um, open, and I can write anywhere. Like you know that's the other thing is like. Um, I can be like waiting in line at the grocery store or something. And a lot of people can't, a lot of people can't do this, but I can be like writing, waiting in line at the grocery store and I'll have my phone on me and I'll actually write on my phone. Um, and, uh, so I, I, there's so many other places I can write and I can't do that without Google docs. Um, cause I can't have Scrivener on every device. Yeah. Um, and all those words add up. I mean, it's so, uh, so that's what I've started doing. I've started doing my drafting, um, solely in Google docs. And then I move everything over to Scrivener for formatting, for exporting, um, all, all that good stuff. Um, and I've been doing my second drafts and stuff in Scrivener as well, like my read throughs and all that. Yeah. So, and one thing I just want to sort of mention and, and make note of is that how, like precise your branding is with the covers and mm. and it just seems to be so i don't like a lot of uh indie authors sort of um span the like every sort of type of cover that they've got but you, yeah. you've got a very specific cover and it's they're all good and they all sort of tell the story not tell the story but uh hint at the story so well yeah. uh, is it the same cover designer for each one uh yes um <clears throat> the only one that's different is uh i have a short story called awaken um, that's free. Um, that is a different cover designer. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the, all the other covers are done by uh, a guy that I've been friends with since we were nine years old. Um, his name's Johnny Diggs. He has a website called Diggs, D I G G E S creative.com. Um, and he does websites and he'll do book covers, all kinds of stuff. Um, but, uh, 
but yeah, early on, um, I had mentioned, you know, I put on Facebook, like, oh, I'm starting to write and stuff. And he hit me up and he's like, Hey man, um, you know, I do graphic design. I wouldn't mind getting a shot at one of your covers. And he did, um, the empty bodies cover the, the way it is, is like the very first draft he sent me. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and, and the cover is, I know the cover is a lot of reason the book sold. Um, cause that cover is amazing. Um, so he's done all my covers. Um, the other one, the one for Awaken is done by, uh, my buddy K.R. Griffiths. He's actually a horror writer. Um, he writes a, uh, couple really good series, um, a series called Adrift, which is a vampire series. Then he has a zombie series called the Wildfire Chronicles as well. Um, and he did that cover. He's a, um, KR actually makes me mad cause he, <laughs> he, uh, he makes his own covers and he's his own editor. So, um, and he's damn good at it. He's like the only person I've ever seen where I'm like, like I asked him who his editor was after I read one of his books and he was like, uh, it actually was me. And, uh, I was really pissed because <laughs> he used to be a professional editor. Oh, so okay. yeah, which most people I'd say don't edit your own books, but his is actually really, he did a really good job on his own stuff. So cool. So, um, so six books this year. Um, yeah. What do you see being different in five years? So where will Zach Bohannon, <clears throat> the author, be in five years' time? 30, 30 more books? Or? Hopefully I have 30 books, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, I plan on keeping at this. Um, you know, hopefully by then I'm full-time. Um, uh, I would imagine that I probably will be. Um, so, uh, my plan is just to keep going. I mean, I have no shortage of ideas. Um, I already know every book I'm going to write in 2016, um, which is kind of crazy. Um, I mean, it could change obviously, but I don't think so because I already have some commitments to stuff. Yeah. So, um, uh, so I already know that, I mean, and I'll probably get another six books done in 2016. Um, that that's my plan. Uh, especially since I'm collaborating, I should be able to get those books out faster. Um, since Jay and I are collaborating and because of the process we're using, um, I think I'll be able to definitely get another six books out in 2016. Um, so, uh, so I don't know in five years, hopefully, you know, like I said, writing full time and, yeah. uh, who knows where the industry will be and what it's going to be like, but you know, I plan on being there. So, so, um, are you, have you got any ideas of, other mediums that you'd like to work in like film or comic books or anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think all of us would like to do film eventually. Um, yeah. I've actually, um, uh, I've just started, uh, kind of looking into screenplays, um, and learning how to write them. Um, just, um, by reading them. Uh, so I've kind of, and I'm, I'm very early in that cause I would like to write a screenplay. Um, and, and, you know, getting, getting, get involved in movies. Um, we, uh, we did an interview recently. Uh, it actually posted live on my pod, me and Jay's podcast today, uh, the horror writers podcast. Um, we did an interview with a writer and director, um, and it was really, uh, <clears throat> really in- inspirational for me to talk to him and stuff. So, uh, I'd like to do movies, um, graphic novels, maybe, um, I'm not that into reading them. I've actually been trying to get into it lately. Um, cause that'd be, that'd be interesting, but, uh, yeah, then we have the podcast. So I really enjoy the podcast we do and stuff. So, yeah. but yeah, movies would be really fun. So, <laughs> so the, the horror writers podcast, um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, the horror writers podcast is just, uh, is just 
uh, Jay Thorne, who is who is a horror writer. Uh, he and I uh, put out a podcast every Sunday. Um, they're usually we keep them short. They're usually twenty minutes long. Um, some of the interview episodes run a little longer, up to 30, 35 minutes. Um, and we just talk about different topics in horror. Um, uh, the podcast had a had a previous um, version of it where it was he and another author, and they actually get – it was like a writing podcast for writers. Mm. Um, and that's how I met him, and that podcast was actually very helpful for me when I first started. Um, and then it disbanded and Jay and I brought it back a couple months ago, um, and changed the format to where we're, you know, just talking about horror and, you know, we want not just writers on there, but we want people who like to read and watch horror and stuff. Um, so it's, it, there's so many great podcasts out there for writers. We just felt like we had nothing to add. Um, there's too many good ones. So we wanted to do something that was a little more fun. So, um, so that's what we did. So cool, man. Um, sounds amazing congratulations again on such a productive year thanks um, i'm hoping i can do some of that next year <laughs> we'll see <laughs> um have you got any sort of favorite stories or favorite books or games or anything oh gosh uh <laughs> where do i start um nah so um probably my favorite uh as far as books go probably my favorite my favorite books are uh stephen king's the dark tower series um that's definitely my uh my favorite books of all time um i can go i can you know reread those whenever um and and really 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 love those books um i mean king is just such an amazing writer and the dark tower is so uh is is, is very different for him so uh because it's more of a dark fantasy and stuff it's not like typical horror you know yeah um <clears throat> but uh I don't really play a lot of games anymore. That was one thing I had to cut out <laughs> when I, uh, I okay. cut I cut that out when I started losing weight and stuff. And it's one, and I haven't gotten back into it just because I want to, I'd rather be writing, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I kind of, I stick to television shows, you know, try to watch a couple of shows cause that helps me with my writing. Um, and, uh, and, and, and so, yeah, so I kind of, any free time I have, like my wife and I have some television shows we watch. So, so anything in particular? Uh, right now, as far as what's on, um, <clears throat> we just started watching The Man in the High Castle. Oh, I'm um, looking to that. Looking, yeah. <clears throat> I was really excited when it came on because I love the book. Mm. Um, and uh, I read the book a long time ago. And I, it's produced by Ridley Scott, who's probably my favorite director. Um, and he, so he produced it. Um, it's been great so far. We're only like three episodes in. Um, uh, of course the walking dead just went off, um, the mid season finale. I'm not going to get into that because I don't want to be negative, <laughs> but I'm not sure if I'm going to continue watching that show or not. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of losing me. Um, what, what I would suggest if you, I know you don't read comics, but if you read the walking dead comics, I think you'd be, that's the one surprised. That's the that's the one graphic novel I'm trying to get into. Okay. Um, I've read the first two volumes, and I think I may buy the compendium soon. Yeah. Um, that's the one. That's the one I'm really trying to get into because I've heard so many better things than the show. Um, but uh, my favorite TV show, probably of all time, though, is Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Um, I've watched Sons of Anarchy all the way through twice. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, it's, that's my, probably my favorite TV show of all time. Uh, and right now, probably my favorite show on TV that's coming back on soon is Game of Thrones. 
So uh, I, I'm really ready for Game of Thrones to come back on. And no, I haven't read the books. So I've read the first three. So I'm the same. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, exactly. Me too. So uh, I've got, I'm going to call him your cohort, Jay, <laughs> Jay Fawn on next week. What questions should I ask him? Um, is there anything that you think I should uh, point out of him? Yeah. How does he keep his hair so nice? Um, that'd be a really, really good question. <laughs> He's got gorgeous man hair. So um, that'd be, that'd on be a head, really, right? really, oh yeah, yeah. On his, yeah, on his head. He's got a real nice mane. Um, and since he's about 25 years older than me and I'm going bald, it's, I'm kind of jealous. So, um, no, I'm just messing. Um, (laughs) Jay, uh, Jay's a really smart guy. Um, he's, uh, he, he's been, he's been great for me. Um, he actually was the very first person to read empty bodies. Um, he read a rough draft that no one should have read. Um, but the advice that he gave me after he read it was amazing. And just the fact that he took time out to read, um, some, some dude he didn't even know's first draft was amazing. Um, and you know, I, I would definitely, you know, uh, he's, he's very good with working with other people. He's done some awesome collaborations. Um, he's just a really smart dude and he, he's doing a lot of innovative things. He's doing innovative things with his mailing list, um, with publishing. He's got another podcast that he does, um, called dark arts theater that, um, anyone who does anything creative should go watch it. Even if you don't like the topic, like it's about horror and heavy metal. Um, but it's so outside the box, um, that it's, it's really, really cool. Um, so he's just, he's just, Jay's the kind of guy who, um, you know, he kind of acts before he really thinks about it. And sometimes he runs into really cool ideas and sometimes, you know, stuff doesn't work, but he's not scared to fail. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really inspiring. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad to call that guy a friend. Um, and you know, like I said, we're doing, we're about to write a trilogy together, so it's going to be a lot of fun. So. Sounds amazing. Um, cool, man. Uh, so where can we keep up with you and your work? (laughs) Yeah, so uh, the best place is just uh, Um That'll take you to my website and has all my information. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm really pretty – I'm kind of active on there, uh, Twitter, all, all that good stuff. So, yeah, you can just go to my website, contact me if you want to email me, um, and uh, check out the Horror Writers Podcast if you're interested. Uh, that's just at thehorrorwriterspodcast.com. Um, and uh, like I said, we put out episodes uh, every Sunday. So cool. I'll link up to everything in the show notes as well, so people can just just tap or click whatever's easiest. Perfect. Wow, what a cool interview! What a cool guy! Uh, I love that accent. Um, so please go check out Zach's work. I think you'll dig it. Uh, Oscar's already working his way through Empty Bodies. What do you think? I like it. Cool. So remember, next week we have Jay Fawn on the show. Uh, but I'll be here on Friday for our regular five-minute show. Um, so just one more quick shout-out. My friend and massive listener, Stephen Brown's short film called The Betting Shop Distraction uh, is online, and it's really cool. It's really funny. It's uh, <laughs> kind of terrifying in many ways as well. Um, I'll link to that in the show notes, so check that out. Um, if you have something you'd like me to mention on the show, uh, just get in touch through the usual channels, the proper channels, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> email, contact form on the website, um, 
and uh, I might just mention it, you know. Uh, cool, All right, guys, have a good week, and I'll speak to you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.